You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do And today we're going to be talking about old dogs, geriatric dogs, treasured dogs, treasured dogs. It's a hard subject to talk about. I think there's nothing more wonderful than an old dog that spent his or her life with you, but yet there's only one end result. And that's a heartbreaking one. But yet at the same time, we can do things to make things easier for our old dogs. And for ourselves, too, although our focus is on our dogs. So stick with us. Don't turn off your your computer or your, your phone just because we're talking about old dogs. Stick with us. We'll let our sponsors have a word, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's the Daily Door Busters from PetFlow, the leader in pet food and supplies. Opportunity knocks every day with hundreds of products offered at huge, huge discounts. Up to 80% for your furry best friends and delivered right to your door. Go to PetFlow.com slash doggy. These deals last for one day only, so act fast. 150 brands to choose from. Pet food, treats, toys, and more items than you can shake a tail at. And get free shipping and orders of $39 or more. A new deal every day. Get your Pause on today's Pet Flow Daily Doorbusters deal. Go to petflow.com slash doggy now. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about old dogs in this podcast, and this strikes close to home with all three of us. Mm -hmm. I lost my Riker about a year and a half ago in March of last year. Yeah, so a year ago, August of last year. Yeah, and Kate's got an old girl who's... Stumbling around. Getting to the twilight time. Yeah. Oh, she's in the twilight now. She's in her... <laughs> There's a little denial there. Yeah. <laughs> so, we well know the uh, the hard part of old dogs. We've all lost them. I don't want to count how many. Yeah. And Bashir's nine. Mm-hmm. Kate's Walter's nine. Uh, how old's Keely now? Eight. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to believe. I know. I about had a fit a couple mm-hmm. years ago when... 
I took Bashir in for his annual exam, and, and our veterinarian said, well, now that he's considered a senior dog, we need to do some baseline blood work. And I went, ah, no, I agree with baseline blood work. And we did it. But seven is not a, a senior dog. Like geriatric or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Make yeah. sound so old. And, and I said, Bashir is a mature dog. <laughs> We can do baseline blood work for a mature dog. but It is prime. It is prime. <laughs> because for an Australian Shepherd, seven years old, he is still in his prime. Now, at nine, I do see that he plays just as hard, thankfully, but he doesn't play as long. But I'm in total denial. <laughs> I'm in total, total denial. Nine years old, he's still mature and strong <laughs> and healthy. Knock on wood. <laughs> And then there's the breed differences. I mean, sure. uh, an Australian Shepherd, and G- my gene is a, a Rottweiler, and I adore Keely, and she shouldn't take this personally, but little dogs live longer. Yes, yeah, they do. They and do. it's wrong. They do. <laughs> I know. She's probably middle age right now. Yeah. <laughs> Although Walter and Bashir are both nine, and they grew up together, and he's slowing a tidbit, too. Just a little bit. He doesn't play as long and as hard as he did. This week he had his <clears throat> geriatric checkup. <laughs> <laughs> mature dog. Mature dog. Mature dog checkup. And yes, there was that first mention of cataracts in the eyes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, but he can still catch a treat when I toss it to him from 10 feet away. Well, they didn't say he was blind. No. It's just the, how did our veterinarian, I won't mention her name, but I think we both went to the same one. A slight milkiness of the cataract and it was like don't even mention signs uh, um, Kate have you noticed this gray and I'm like yes I've seen it in the eye but it doesn't mean a thing <laughs> he seems to have gotten more gray around his head and legs yes so have I what's your point I'm sure they absolutely love dealing they with laugh. dog yeah, owners in denial he laughs and, uh, denial like just a river in Egypt yeah <laughs> Um, so, and to tell you, I'm actually kind of shocked that Gina has made it this long. Yes, she's had so many health problems, and she's yeah. been toddling for a long time. One of the reasons I was thinking that she's actually getting closer to the end is because in the last yeah, six to eight months, she's not been crying as much. Oh, now I doubt that her pain oh, has decreased. Right. Right. And she used to cry a couple of times a week, so I'd pop her a pain pill. Right. She'd be fine. And now she's still, li- she limps worse, but oh, she's yeah. not crying as much. So I think it's just become such a normal thing to her now. Yeah. So that that's a little sad. So it makes me think I need to give her a pill even when she's not asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to recognize that she is still in pain. Yeah. When pain becomes such a daily occurrence or such a constant thing that... The dog isn't even acknowledging it anymore. Right. Yeah. And as I told uh, the vet, she'll trail around behind me as I'm walking around on the field or the backyard. Further behind and slower. Yes. Unless she thinks that I'm looking at her out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. And then all of a sudden her pride pops in and she starts moving at a trot. Yeah. I can do it. (laughs) The head is bobbing and the gait is uneven, but she'll keep that... And then if I look to be looking at a bird, she'll go back to the old lady plod. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she has her pride, too. And maybe that's part of why she's not crying as much. And, you know, we have friends. These dogs are getting older. And we do find more of our discussions turning to what can we do to help them. Yes. 
help ourselves, but also help them. Yeah. Well, the weird part is we're seeing more of our students. Yeah. Their dogs getting older. They'll come yeah. back. Oh, we got a new puppy. You remember so and so? Well, he's now fourteen. Whoa. We're like, wait, how did that what? happen? He was, was just, just a puppy yesterday. He was just here. Yeah. 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 One of my friends has a schnauzer mix, and he's pretty much blind and pretty much deaf. Yeah. And, you know, it crept up on their awareness as well that all of a sudden he wasn't going up and down the stairs. Well, and the pet setter was the one who finally said, look, he's blind, he's deaf. It wasn't just visually impaired or hearing impaired. The pet setter said, he's blind and he's deaf. They had just gotten in the habit of, when they saw him waiting at the bottom of the stairs, pick him up, take yeah. him up with him. Oh, uh-huh. I see. They yeah. didn't really think about it until he was going, he was still going downstairs on his own, and then one day he miscounted and took a bad fall. Oh. And that's when they realized he was just, like, counting out of routine. He wasn't. Yeah. So now they carry him. They put a gate at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Oh, good. Because he wasn't going up on his own, but he would try to go down on his own. But, but then they also, he's a rescue. Yes. yes. I remember, I remember so those days. So they don't really know exactly. No, they don't know age. for sure how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's older than I think they thought. Right. Yeah. Come but in. the fun part about him, and we, we won't name him for, for their own privacy, but he was very, very reactive. Oh. Scream and oh, holler and yeah. bark and <laughs> very, very reactive. But now yeah. that he can't hear, he's very... Good. Yeah. <laughs> On the second day that they had picked him up from the rescue, my friend said her husband turned to her and said, this dog is insane. Yeah. We have to take him back. <laughs> um, because he would just go bananas. Oh, yeah. Just lose yeah. his mind. Yeah. And he, they worked with him. She they worked, worked with him. They worked hard. And he became a certified therapy dog. Yeah. Yeah. So now. That's awesome. Now, as he's mellowing, yeah. he's not. He would already learned not to be as reactive. Right. But now it's he's so calm and peaceful, it's almost amazing. Well, and, and he was so dog reactive. And when we saw him last week, he went nose to nose with my puppy and didn't react. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That never would have happened. No. And she told me the next day that he really enjoyed his outing and, and <laughs> slept more peaceably. Well, he had some socialization and he recognized where he was through the sense of smell Mm -hmm. i mean he was happy Mm -hmm. to be here so one of the questions she had asked me was why was he walking down the hallways on the clinging to the sides of the wall is it before she knew he was blind um after but it really hadn't sunk in oh you know i mean there's knowing it and there's knowing what it does right so i said well do you have any what are your floors well they're all hardwood Okay, well, he has no way of knowing where he is in the hallway unless he walks along. If it was a person, they'd walk along with their fingers along the wall. He's doing the same thing with his body. So she put carpet runners from one doorway to another across the room mm-hmm. because he was going all the way around on the walls as much as he could, and then except for when he got to the furniture, and then he'd back up and start over. Oh. But by putting a carpet runner from the hallway across the living room to the kitchen, he could now go directly from one to the other. It gave him a path to follow. Yeah. yeah. And good for him that he figured it out. Yeah. Well, she helped him figure okay. it out. But I guess that's the part I'm thinking about is recognizing what's going on. And then are there things or can you just say, oh, well, he's blind. How's he's going to figure it out? No, you can do things. You sure. can help them. Yeah. Because we did. I mean, when I had Kona, he was blind for 
Shoot, most of his life. He from lost his sight six. from like two through oh, four. Oh, no, he, he was older than that. Yeah, he was four or five. He was, yeah. And he lost almost over half his life. Yeah. And I did the same thing, though. I did runners were down the hallway. And then we had area rugs. So he could figure out And if you rearranged, you showed him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he didn't lose his hearing, so he could hear. But he learned to echolocate, so he That's, wouldn't run into anything. Yeah. It's always fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Explain echolocation. So he would bark, and if the sound bounced off something or was just a tone different, he wouldn't go that direction. You could see him. He'd just maneuver whether it was to the left or right, and he'd bark and go, oh, okay, this is a clear path. Like a dolphin. A dolphin or a bat. Yeah. It's sonar using his own voice. voice. Right. Yeah. And now Riker went deaf. He was about 12. Uh, and I think I'm a pretty good dog owner, but I didn't notice it. Right. Until he started getting depressed. And I thought at first that it was maybe his hips. He had bad hips and arthritis. But... Even changing his pain medications didn't help. And then I guess it was an accident. I saw he was depressed, and I tried to coochie-coo him with a higher-pitched voice. Riker, good boy! And he heard me and went boing and smiled. And this was a happy dog. So that triggered something, and I went, oh, wait a minute. And I played with my voice a, a little bit, and I realized he could hear the lower registers of my voice and the higher but my normal speaking voice he wasn't hearing and so for poor Riker I think he was getting depressed because I wasn't talking to him anymore and when I remembered to talk to him in a higher pitched tone of voice that depression went away mm-hmm. he went mm-hmm. back to being a happy boy he went back to being a happy boy and I felt like such a bad dog owner oh, but I think that's <laughs> yeah, I, the thing sometimes you have to explain Experiment and be willing to be open to other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one of the yeah. things, you know, again, if you got an old dog losing his sight, Kate, the American was a ball fanatic. Oh, I loved to chase a ball. We tried back. so many things to yeah. help him. Play. And actually, in the house, when we had the little, I don't know what is it called, a giggle ball or giggle something. Ball. Yeah. yeah. In the house, he would play that with that on the rug. And he'd be able to toss it. He'd so listen. That, you see him, and then he'd find it with his nose. And that's then a toy that when you roll it, it, it makes a giggling sound, uh-huh. and it keeps going for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We tried here at the training yard with yeah. balls that made noise and the scented balls, the Planet uh-huh. Dog peppermint-scented ones. But it did have to be close to it, yeah, because be if it was any distance, he couldn't find so it. So if you threw it between his feet and maybe just touch his back feet, Eve, he's so happy because he found it. It was just the <laughs> neatest thing to see his little boy get so excited. So, so that's another, is try to find what they always have enjoyed mm-hmm. and adapt to adapt, it. Adapt, exactly. So they can keep doing their fun stuff. Yeah. And the most rewarding as an owner is to see that. Like Riker was so happy when he could hear you and yeah. Tona, oh my God, I found the ball. I could play again. Those little things. Yeah. Or something as simple as, my girl likes to follow me from room to room. Mm-hmm. Well, she'd gotten to the point where it was, instead of immediately getting up, she'd wait a few minutes to see if I was coming Come back. Come back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then don't use day, that energy if you don't need to, exactly. you know? <laughs> one day I, was, I just sat at the computer for a few minutes, and all of a sudden she was going, ah. And I looked at her, and she was in the doorway, and I said, what's up? And she went, oh, hi. And then she turned around and got up on her bed in the living room. And the light bulb went on. So I said, ah, I went and got a spare bed, and I put it next to my computer. 
All right. She wanted to be next to me, but there was no place comfortable. Right. The old bones don't want to lay on the hard floor. Mm -hmm. So I've got another bed that I step over. Oh, well. I did that with Riker, too. I had a fluffy bed in the living room and a fluffy bed in my office and a fluffy bed in the bedroom. And sometimes the other dogs took him, but for the most part, they respected and let him have it. Because he was so beta, he wouldn't tell him off for it. Right, right. He wouldn't push it. But there's another aspect of old dogs, though, that you guys helped me with Riker. And that was when you have a stubborn dog. (laughs) (laughs) But let's take a break. We'll have a word with our sponsor, and we'll be right back. So stay with us. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, more to be exact. Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E dot com. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about old dogs and how to adapt and how to work with them and how to make things easier for your dog and for yourself. And uh, one of the things I tried to make easier for Riker, Riker had... Severe hip dysplasia to the point that when we had the x-rays done, Dr. Our veterinarian held the x-rays up to the light box and said, and I'll never forget his exact (laughs) words, if I had not seen this dog walk into the clinic, I would assume this dog couldn't walk. That's how severe his, his hip dysplasia was. But he did walk and he ran. He coped. He bunny hopped. He bunny hopped. But he 
In fact, when I took him into the veterinary clinic at that point in time, I thought he'd hurt a knee. Yeah, uh, I remember that. I took him in in all expectation yep. that he was going to have to have knee surgery. So I think we were even messing with him here, going, yeah. gosh, you know, what's wrong with the knee? And, yeah, and never Dr. thought. And Dr. Sherry manipulated his knees and said, no, there's nothing wrong with his knees. But he yeah. said, I want to x-ray his hips. And mm-hmm. uh, he had just probably, like you were talking about, Gina having pain for so long, it's become normal. I think Riker's hips were probably bad from the very beginning, and and he just learned to cope. And, of course, he was front-wheel drive. He had these big shoulders and muscles. (laughs) Which is kind of explained. Remember when the boys were younger, they would pull a wagon together, uh and they made a great team. But we kept saying, Riker, how come he's not getting in there and pulling? Uh Hono was doing the work, but kind of Riker would help doing the maneuvering. Uh That all made sense. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But anyway, once Riker got diagnosed, I was trying to make life easier for him. So I ordered a very expensive doggy wheelchair cart. It was not cheap. It was made for his dimensions, for his size, and for his activities. The fact that he liked to run and play on the grass, so I got the one with the wide tires. And he hated it. He... This was a no, very that was even a good enough word. How he loathed it. He detested <laughs> it. This was a very well trained, very cooperative, very happy dog. He would throw himself over backwards <laughs> and throw a temper tantrum. I had people give him cookies while he was in it. I had him people give him hot dogs and cheese and other than just me, other people, to tell him how awesome he was. Mm-hmm. You know, up to the end of his life, he never, ever wanted to use it. Mm-hmm. By gum, he was going to do it on his own. Yep. And it turned out, even after 13 and a half years, it wasn't his hips that gave out. Yeah. Yeah. So he did it his way. Yes. <laughs> For 13 and a half years, yes. he did it his way. Yes, he did. So... It's kind of, it's dealing with an older human that sometimes even what's best for them is not what is respected of what they want. Respectful. Isn't that the truth? My dad. I know, I was going to say. My dad never, (laughs) as frail as he got, he would not use a walker. He would not use a cane. He would take little six-inch shuffle steps, but he would not use a walker or cane. Oh, yeah. It would have been better, but... You have to back off because that's who they are. That's who they were. That's yeah. It's respectful of them as an individual, whether it's a human or a dog. Yeah, we gave him trouble over it, but we sure, let yeah. him have his way. Yeah. yeah, yep. Same with Riker. You tried yeah. everything to make it wonderful for him. Oh well. Yep, yep. So yes, we can help them. We can get ramps up that they can get up onto yep. the bed. <clears throat> we can stairs so they can get up onto the bed. Towards the end, I was boosting Riker up onto the sofa. My dogs are allowed on the furniture. And so I I was boosting him up onto the bed and boosting him up onto the sofa. He didn't want help, but I gave it to him anyway. Now, here's another pride thing, though. When Dax, when your female Uh Aussie, got old and she got incontinent. Oh, God, she was unhappy with that. She was unhappy. Yeah. And you tried uh, doggy diapers. And she refused. And that was kind of the signal of... Because she was so unhappy and there was no other alternative. The end was coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Gina's not incontinent, but she's having to go much more frequently. Yeah. And sometimes, she, 
couldn't get her outside, so I'd come home to a puddle. And she would be mortified. Fine. Yeah, well, she did it here in the training yard office a few right. times. And she'd meet us at the door, and she'd have had her puddle right at the door. Right. She'd, if she'd had thumbs, she'd open the door. Exactly. Yeah. So just out of, and I got tile and hardwood floors, so I went, yeah, not that hard to clean up. But I knew she was mortified. Yeah. So just on a whim, I started putting down puppy piddle pads, which I don't recommend for puppies. And yeah, uh, she had never used but I put them down where she had been putting her puddles. And then when if I found some there, I just said, okay, good girl, thank you, and cleaned it up. She didn't have to watch me clean it. And I was very, you know, I never got upset with her anyway, no. but she would be mortified that I brought out. A, now I could just fold it all up, put it away, and say, okay, thank you. And it's no big deal. And so she's been using them. And yeah. I, I'm delighted that she doesn't have that dismay, right. embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right uncomfortableness of trying yeah. to hold it yeah with dax dax the only time dax was incontinent was when she was sleeping yeah when she relaxed that deeply so i just got in the habit of putting a towel under her right a thick towel right and and then again did nothing when she had because heck it was when she was sleeping exactly mm-hmm. and exactly. uh that eased things a little bit so you know are there other things i have more water bowls around because gina gets thirstier yeah, and, so and walking is an issue, so she doesn't right. have to go as far. I mean, yeah. there are so many little things that we can do to help them. Yeah. Well, you know what? They gave <sighs> us so much joy and taught us so much. Hey. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make their last yeah. few years comfortable. And so, that hard decision when is it time? When is it time? As a writer, I've written about it many times, and I often get emails. How do you know no. when it when is it too early or when is it too late? And you know what? With my dogs, sometimes they let you know. Sometimes they don't. Dax fought for a long time. But you always said that, though. She, oh, said she was she such was, a stubborn old yeah. bitty. <laughs> but you know what? She was going to go out my husband, fight. She was my husband's dog. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't ready. And so she fought and fought and fought until finally he saw that she was she was tired, she was sick, she was ready. I probably would have let her go a couple months before because I think I try to spare the final suffering. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to get too sick. Right. Too soon, too late. It's so hard. There is no correct answer. Yeah. No. Based on life individual dogs. is valuable uh, every day. Mm-hmm. A life with pain can be still valuable or not. You, or for some people, it's still valuable. For some dogs, it's still valuable. For others, no. The pain outweighs it. Mm-hmm. There is no right answer. The thing is, it is the only answer, finally. At some point. Riker developed laryngeal paralysis. If he'd have been younger... Surgery might have been an option. They can actually tack it to keep the esophagus open. His veterinarian told us that at his age and that he had such a collapse that even though he was in good health at his age, it wasn't an option. And so after one night when Riker and I spent the night on the floor when he couldn't breathe. Did you keep waiting for the next... Is he yeah. going to breathe again? He was exhausted and would lay down on his side 
and I would hold him, and then he couldn't breathe, and he'd get back up on his chest to breathe, because he could breathe on his chest. But then he was so exhausted, he'd go over on his side, and after we spent a night like that, as soon as the vet's office opened, I called, and I says, I'm on my way. Oh, yeah. You know, that was, I wouldn't put my Mm -hmm. good boy through that again. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that made the decision easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a horrible decision, that made it easier. He didn't make that choice. I made that choice for him. Dax, there was nothing quite so definitive. It was when Paul was ready. It to was say, when Paul was ready. Ready to let her go. Yeah. 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 I think it was Shasta. Remember? She told me. Yeah. I called you. And we put her in the back of Fancy Van where she'd gone on many road trips. Many and damn if that old dog didn't sit up in the back of the... I had to carry uh-huh. her uh-huh. to the back of the van. Yep. I carried her, put her on her blanket in the back of Fancy Van. Yep. We closed it. I turned the engine on and she popped up and went, oh, road We're in Fancy Van! Yep. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then carried her into the vet's office, and she was exhausted again. But I'm so happy we gave her one more road trip in Fancy Van. Right, that was how that's what she wanted. Yeah. She was good. So, my previous girl, my previous Roddy girl from Kayla, uh, her name was Kayla, she woke me up in the middle of the night, and it was just a clear message it's time. She had bone cancer, which is painful. Painful, yeah. And, uh,. She went to the front door and barked at me. I opened the front door. It's the middle of the night. I don't care. We're going. She goes, totters down to the truck. I said, you can't get into the truck, and I'm not going to help you because I'm not going to take you. Watch. And I dropped down the tailgate, and she struggled to get in, so I had to help her. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, all right, fine. We have to go to the... And I pulled over a couple of blocks away from the vet saying, I'm not ready to do this. And she put her face right in mine and barked at me, and she never did that. <laughs> so I figured I was told. Very clearly. You know, very clearly. And we went in, and there was a young dog there in pain because he'd been uh, kicked by a horse in the middle of the night. <gasps> and uh, she tottered over in her pain and lay down and comforted that other dog for a while. Oh. And then when they called us, she got up, she lay down, stuck out her arms, said, put the needle in. I mean, she was very, very clear. Yeah. Other, but mm-hmm. it's not always... And I was and, protesting the whole way. And I have been telling you all along, Gina's not Gina's going to not make it that. that easy. No, no, no she won't. Gina's she going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. She still doesn't want me to help her in and out of the car. Yeah. So yeah. I, can un- I can only make sure that I open the door on the side that she can navigate. Yeah. And be ready to catch if she falls and then toss her in and then look the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She's not going to make it easy. No, she's... Yeah. So I will have to make that decision for her, but that's part of knowing your pet and their personality, and that's part of what you've loved about them, so you also have to respect that part. Yes. Yeah? You do. Yeah. Then, afterwards, don't let people tell you, but it's just a dog. Get over it. Hang out with people who understand. Hang out with other pet owners. Don't let people tell you that. I don't know how many people I've heard from who have said, but somebody at work gave me a hard time and told me to knock it off because it was just a dog. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, I was telling you guys, I went out to a client. She was thinking about getting another dog, and the rescue had said this was not the right dog for her home and situation and other dogs. And I agreed with them. I said, this is not the right dog for you. And she said, oh, my gosh. She said, I just, I'm so, it's, 
One of her dogs had died six months prior, so this would have been a, quote, replacement. She said, it's like Chloe's died all over again. Why is that? It's been six months. Well, two days after Chloe died, her stepson died. Mm. So, you know, there was no question of it's only a dog. Your stepson died. That took priority. That was a bigger deal. She never grieved for Chloe until it came about the loss of a dog that she hadn't even gotten yet. Unleashed all the floodgates. And I said, you have to deal with that Yeah. before you can get another dog. You have every right to have grief. It was postponed for a while. But now you have to deal with that, and then you can pick the right dog. Mm-hmm. And we've mm-hmm. talked to many people who immediately get another dog. And maybe, perhaps, that's right. For some people, it might be right. It might be right, but I personally, I'd prefer to see them grieve first. Yeah, well, see, yeah. I hedge my bets. So I've got a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Yep. I got a 9-year-old, a 3-year-old, and, a, and an adolescent. I would never, I'm not without dog at all. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody has that luxury. And yeah. if they lose an only dog, perhaps the thought is to get another one. But if you get another one, get a different one. Yeah. Don't get the same breed, same color, same, get something different so this new dog can and- be himself. Yeah, and that's the key, himself. Don't ever compare it to the dog you've lost. Well, and let me say, it's, by the way, it doesn't matter if you had... The, the woman who lost Chloe, she had six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it hurt just as much oh, to yeah. lose one. Right, right, sure. to lose your one and... Oh, anyway. Of course. Yeah. But, but, but then you have the other dogs to love on. Maybe yeah. you don't, you know, like Liz mentioned, and you're getting another dog. Don't expect it to be the dog you passed that past. It's away. not a replacement. It's not how many people it's not. we hear in puppy oh. class, but my last golden didn't do that. Yeah. Or my, my all the time. My Aussie wasn't like that. My my last dog was a good dog. You're not remembering when that dog was a puppy. Right. They're mm-hmm. all puppies. They're all adolescents at some mm-hmm. point in time. You yes. remember the good old dog. <laughs> yeah, it's called constructive amnesia where you forget things yeah. so that you will keep doing it. <laughs> forget how much sleep you lose with the puppies so you'll fall in love with them again. Yep. Or an yep. infant. And then the last thing I'd like to bring up is don't be afraid to, to have or create some kind of a memorial. Yeah. I make a, my personal way of dealing with I have a scrapbook for every one of my dogs that have passed. Yeah. And, you know, I have their registration papers if they had any pictures from puppyhood on, if they did any titles or canine good citizen certificates or anything like that. I may not ever go back and look at them again. There's a bunch of them I haven't looked at. But the act of creating it. Yeah. Gives me a chance to, ooh, and uh, oh my God, he was the cutest puppy ever. And look at this dog's lifetime. Look at how much that dog affected, not just me, Mm -hmm. but other people. And and what did this dog do? And the act of creating it. When I I knew it was getting close to Kayla's end, so I actually did one of those, um, it's not quite plaster of Paris, it's a little bit lighter, but anyway, a paw print imprint. Oh, the paw prints, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. so that I t- and so I used that in her collar and pictures and, right. and uh, a crayon drawing a kid had done of her. And I made a little memory box. Uh-huh. And it's where I know I can look at it. Yeah. And just, but the act of creating it helped. Yeah. Our local... So I'm just really bad because I have Shasta and Kona in my 
you know, TV I, thing. I, I, the boxes are really pretty. The boxes I, are I, pretty. I still so have, I kept Kona and Shasta. Yeah. yeah I still I have Riker. Yeah. Most of mine I have scattered under trees or rose bushes or whatever, but somehow yeah. Riker needed to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Shasta and Kona, I, did, I mean, Shasta's almost going on 10 years as she's been gone. It was no four. That's amazing. And Kona just last year, but I just can't. It's like, nope. You do what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. And, and um, I told everybody, I said, if something happens to me or I pass away and those two, they're, they're coming with me. Yeah. There you go. Down. Yep. Send them on with me because I'm just not ready to let yeah. them I go. knew someone who had a, an earthenware jar. Um, it was a, a Native American thing to use for ashes, but she would just put a little bit of each animal that she lost. Maybe a hair, maybe some ash. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That was her remembrance jar. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And by the way, the uh, one of our local humane societies has a pet grief group mm-hmm. that's just ongoing. And There's you can go there also and one on Facebook, me. Pet Loss and Bereavement, okay. on Facebook. In fact, I just sent somebody there last week. They contacted me. And uh, it's a very nice group. Right. People. Sure. And people talk about students and loyal students who become friends of kindred spirits that come to our Thursday night and... <laughs> This is their... It's group therapy. Group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we've all been through it. Yes. And that's part of the yes. grieving is sharing the memories of the past and laughing about some of them yeah. and crying. That's all part of the grieving process. Yep. So if you don't have the support within your immediate friends and family, then look for it. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. Well... That's not the most cheerful, <laughs> but, but you know what? It's, I hate to use a cliche, but it's a cycle of life. Yeah. My yeah. dad liked to, to put the, the pros and cons list together yeah. about things, and he would say, as much as the con is about the hurting of losing them, the pro of having had them in our lives, and never give that, but never give up all of those pros right. for the pain of a small period of time, mm-hmm. and then the treasured memory, it's a pro. Mm-hmm. True. I like that from your dad. I wish I'd have met him. My dad went the opposite way. Mm. He had a cat that was that adored him. Most of the cats in the family were mine. <laughs> so after I left home, mom and dad got a kitten and a ragdoll kitten. And this cat absolutely adored dad. They lost her very young. She got poisoned by some flea medication. Oh, no. I think she was only about three, three or four. And he was so hurt and so devastated, he never let mom bring home another kitten. And we kept telling him that you're letting the pain of that loss get in the way so that you never have that love again. And they had dogs, but he wouldn't give his heart to another cat. And it was very sad because he loved that cat. And he would have loved a future cat. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't mm-hmm. But he couldn't pay that price to he him. He couldn't do it. Yeah. 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 There are some people that do that with people. So Yeah. There is some, it's not Rainbow Bridge. It's one of those, every time we lose an animal, they take a part of their our heart with them, but that leaves room for another, another one to come and in. And so our heart keeps getting, getting bigger, bigger and bigger. Yes. That's, yep. that's what I hope. But sometimes the scar tissue for some people yeah. is too hard. Yeah. I lost Riker, and about eight months later, I brought home a puppy. I gave myself time to grieve, Mm -hmm. and this was a planned litter anyway, but the timing just worked out that I had time to grieve. So, and then when the new puppy came home, he was himself, not compared to Riker. 
And that that's important for the sake of the new dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh? As he pants at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to let you go on that note. As Kate says, love your dogs, love them lots, and we'll talk to you on our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.